Today's daf is Ksubis daf nun. And we have three lines from the top of daf nun Amid Aleph. Omar Rabbi Ilah. Today's daf is being learned for Ilu Nishmas Chaim Malazar Ben Yabadul Chaim Rib Shimshin Aryeh. So we're in the middle of the Gemara's discussion of the Takonois Usha. So how did we get into this little bit of a digression? The Mishnah on Daf Memtes Amid Aleph mentioned a halacha with regards to whether or not a father is obligated to provide food to his children. The Mishnah said, Ha'av e'noi chayev From there the Gemara brought a b'raisa that mentioned three additional shittos. The shitta of Rameyer, the shitta of Rabbi Yehuda, the shitta of Rabbi Yochanan ben Broika. And the Gemara concluded that sugya by saying, Om Rabbi Lakish Mishum Rabbi Yehuda Bar Hiskino, when the... Sanhedrin was in Usha, they made a takana, sheyehe adam zon as bonav ve as benoisav That although a father is not obligated to support his children, but at the same time, there was a takana made in Usha that it's the appropriate thing to do, and that's what every father should do. From there, the Gemara digressed and mentioned another one of the takanas that were made in Usha. Amar Rabbi Law, Amar Eish but Usha hiskino, in Usha they made a takana, hakoisiv kon of lebonav. If somebody writes during his lifetime, all his nechasim over to his children, the children have a responsibility to support their parents. In theory, it's theirs, so why should they be obligated to now support their parents? They're not me'ikaradin, but it was a takonas usha that they have to. Today's daf is going to pick up on the theme of mentioning additional takonos that were made in usha. So just as an introduction, very, very briefly, what exactly was usha? So usha is a place, it's a region in Eretz Yisrael. But what's the significance of usha? What were these takonos that were made in usha? And really it's just one very short gemara that we need to be familiar with in order to provide a little bit of color. And that gemara is a Masechtis Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara says, um, Rabbi Yochanan, the great Rabbi Yochanan said, When the Shechina departed from the Beis HaMikdash, at the time of the destruction of the first Beis HaMikdash, it didn't just leave, but rather it made several stopovers. In fact, Rabbi Yochanan said, we know that from Sukkim, and corresponding to the ten trips that the Shechina made at the time of Churban Ba'is Risha in Golso Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin went into Golos ten times at the time of the destruction of the second Beis HaMikdash. And that Rabbi Yechanan said, we don't know from Sukkim, Ba'is didn't have Sukkim anymore. Nevuah ended at the beginning of the first Beis HaMikdash, at the beginning of the second Beis HaMikdash. Rather, that's something that we know based on tradition. And then Rabbi Yechen went on to explain in detail what the ten Nesiyos that the Shechina had made at the time of Chorben Ba'is and what the ten Nesiyos that the Sanhedrin had made circa Chorben Ba'is So skipping. What were the ten trips? The Sanhedrin began in the Lishkas Hagazis. That was in the base of Mikdash. And it went from there to Chanos. Mechanos li Yerushalayim. Umi Yerushalayim li Yavna. Umi Yavna li Usha. So those were the ten trips that the Sanhedrin had taken. Either way, two of those ten stops were made in Usha. And when the Sanhedrin were in Usha, they made Takanas. Now why does this provide color to the Takanas Usha? Because it gives you the historical context. And the historical context is the second base Hamikdash was destroyed and the Gemara in different places, primarily in the end of Mesechtis, Perik Cheskes Habatim, in Mesechtis Bava Basra, talks about the state of the union during that time. And we know that it was a, a very, very, very challenging situation. So much so that the Chachamim actually believed that the appropriate thing would have been for Jews to stop getting married, stop having children, let the Jewish people be a thing of the past, because why are we bringing a Yiddish Adar into a world that's never going to have to suffer so terribly? So this was a time that was very challenging, both on a physical level and on a spiritual level. And Really, when you understand that, we could hear a little bit better 
many of the takonis that were being made during that time. Regardless, takonis usha are not just takonis that were made in a place called usha, but they're made at a time that the Sanhedrin was in Gaulus, pretty early on, because this is from the earlier Gaulios that the Sanhedrin had gone to. This is right around the time of the destruction of the second base Amikdash. One of the, the turning points in Jewish history in terms of the jury's out in real time whether or not the Jewish nation is even going to survive. Now we know, of course, we're going to survive. We have a haftacha. But playing it out, this was a very, very difficult time. And again, it's during that time that these takonis usha were made. I saw that the Achreinim talk a little bit about, you see that the Sanhedrin was in usha twice. So these Takanus Usha, did they happen the first time they were in Usha or the second time that they were in Usha? So to us, it doesn't really make a big difference. But again, everything is Torah and even the history is Torah. And believe it or not, this is a discussion in the Achrayim with maybe Nafkaminas whether the Takanus Usha were made the first time they were in Usha or the second time they were in Usha. So with that little bit of color, we now have the third of the Takanus Usha that I mentioned here in Mesachtis Ksub. And not just the third, but Luchur, the most famous. Um, Rabbi Law, Rabbi Law said, When the Sanhedrin were in Usha, they made a takana, Hamavazves, Aliyavazves, Yosem Michaim. Says Rashi, Hamavazves la Aniyim. If somebody's giving stalker to Aniyim, so you would think the more you give, the merrier, right? In Usha, they said no. A person is not allowed to give away more than one-fifth of his nechassim tzedakah. And Rashi says the reason they made this takana was because they were afraid that a, a person who's a man of means is going to go and give all this stock away. And you know what's going to happen? At some point, he's not going to have money for himself and he's going to have to come on to other people. So Chazal said they made this takon in Usha that Hamavazves al Yavazves Yosem Michaimish Tanya Namihochi it's a price Hamavazves al Yavazves Yosem Michaimish Shemo Yitzdarich Labrius because we're afraid that maybe this person's going to have to come on to the bris. I said it was the story back to Yavazves Yosem Michaimish a person that wanted to be Mavazves Yosem Michaimish v'lo hiniach loy chaveroi but as chaverim didn't allow him to do it umanoi who was this person that didn't allow. Others to be mevazvez yosem mechaimish. Rabbi Yeshevov, it was the Tanu Rabbi Yeshevov. Amri la some say Rabbi Yeshevov was the one that wanted to be mevazvez yosem mechaimish. And it was his friend that didn't allow him to do it. Umanoi, and who was Rabbi Yeshevov's friend that didn't allow him to be mevazvez yosem mechaimish? Rabbi Akiva, it was none other than Rabbi Akiva. Um, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said, Eat him, Rav Akiva, and some say it was Rav Akiva. They said, Micro, what's the Makar? What's the source in the Torah to Hamavazviz Ayavazviz Yerusha Now, the truth is, at first glance, you're going to ask, there's a source in the Torah to the Takonis Usha? This is a Durabonon if there's ever been one. This is one of the Takonis that were made during this very, very specific time in history. Why are we looking for a Pasik? So, something we'll get back to a little bit later. But either way, there is a Pasik. It says, So, who said this? Yaakov Avinu said it. He said it in Parshish Vayetze. So, Yaakov Avinu is on his way to Beis Lavan. He's going to get married. He's going to build the family, the Shifteka. And his life was in a little bit of danger because he was also a fugitive. He was running away from his brother Esau. So, when he's on the go, Yaakov Avinu made a famous nether. Vayider Yaakov nether lemer. I'll say that even though a person is not really supposed to make a nether, the Dharma in general are frowned upon, but if a person is in a situation of tzara, there's actually an Indian that's one of the times that it's okay and even encouraged to make a nether. But either way, Yaakov made a nether. And what was the nether? If the Abish is going to provide me shmirel and you're going to give me food to eat, and clothing to wear. And you're going to allow me to return home safely, says Yaakov Avinu. You do that, I'll tell you what I'm going to do in return. Number one, a matzeva, a basalikim. Number two, and from everything you're going to give me, all the shefa, aser, asrenolach. I'm going to give maiser. But Yaakov Avinu didn't just say he's going to give maiser. He said, aser, asrenol, which is mashma, I'm going to give maiser. And then again, I'm going to give maiser. Oh, He's going to give Chaymish, but not more than Chaymish. So you see from here that I'm a Vazvez, Al Yavazvez, Yerisim Chaymish. Right? Tomorrow, that. How do you see from here Chaymish? What is Chaymish? 
It's twenty percent. L'chura v'haloy dami yisura basra liyisura kama. What Yaakov Avinu say? V'choy l'ashetitein liyasra. I'm going to give meiser, and then from whatever I have left over, again I'm going to give meiser. So, for example, if Yaakov Avinu is going to be given a hundred dollars, he's going to give meiser. He's going to be left with ninety dollars. Ten percent of a hundred is ten. From the ninety, he's going to give meiser again. What's ten percent of ninety? Nine, which means he's going to be left. With $81, which means he will have given 19%, not 20%. So we're literally nickeling and diming. But the point is, he's not giving chaymesh l'chayra. What he's giving is 19%. So if this is the makar, it shouldn't be yoysem chaymesh. It should be yoysem from, the number should be 81% or 19%, not 80-20. So the Gemara says, I'm Rav Ashi. Rav Ashi said, the way you have to darshan, what Yaakov Avinu meant was, asrenu lebasra kikama. Now I'm going to give 10% and then I'm going to take off another 10%. But I'm going to give 10% of the original number twice, meaning two times 10%, which is 20%. So this is the makar Incidentally, this is also the makar that is an idea that mahadrin mena mahadrin to give meaning you see from here that's our sugya. That was the Takana Zusha. But you also see from here that it's encouraged to give Chaimish. We're familiar with the concept of Maiser, Maisik Sofim, which of course is highly controversial in terms of whether it is a Chiv or not a Chiv, it's a Minig. We have red bites on this. The Inkam Mekaimai. But we know that the mitzvah and amufchar is not to give meiser, but it's to give more than meiser, it's to give chaymish. What's the makar? The makar is also Yaakov Avinu, which incidentally, and this is also something we've talked about in the past, we know that all the others gave meiser. Avram Avinu gave meiser, Vayitein meiser mikol, Yitzchak Avinu gave meiser, and Yaakov Avinu gave meiser. So it's interesting, we know the others kept kolot erukula. That's Teresh of In the Teresh of Iksav, there's very little that we're exposed to in terms of the mitzvahs that the Ovis Akhtarishim kept. The one mitzvah that we find by all the Ovis is Meiser. Tefillah is another. But Meiser is something that we find that all the others gave Meiser. We once spoke out from the Torah. So, oh, well, what's this idea that the Torah made such an emphasis that the others gave Meiser? Because the Ovis knew the concept and the soyid of Asiri Kodesh. We spoke about this in Perika Oral. But either way, all the Ovis we know gave Meiser. But the Chiddush of Yaakov Avinu is not only did he give Meiser, but Yaakov Avinu also gave Chaimish. Regardless, the third of the Takonis Usha is Hamevazvez al Yevazvez Yosem So if we stop for a second and we recap, because that's what the Gemara is about to do, we have three Takanas Usha. The first one was, Sheihei Adam Zon as Bonav as Benois of Shenktanim. The second one was, Hakoisav Kon Lechasav Levanav Hu Ve'ishtoi Nizoyne Mehem. The third one is, Hamevazvez Al Yevazvez Yerisem Yechaymesh. Now if you look at the names, which always matter, that said over these halachas, so the first of the Takanas Usha was, Amr Abi Law, Amr Reish Lakish, Mishum Rabbi Yehuda Barab Chanina. The second one was, Amr Abi Law, Amr Reish Lakish. The third was simply Amr Abilah. So Abilah is mentioned in all three of the Takana Susha. In the first one, he said over in the name of Rishlakish, who said in the name of Rabbi Yudab Chanina. The second one, he said simply in the name of Rishlakish. The third one, he said his own Chiddush. Amr Avsimi Barashi, so Avsimi Barashi said, Ushmuis Halalu, Nismatois Vaholchois. That if you notice, the three halachas that we have are Poiches Vaholch. Why is it Poiches Vaholch? The first halacha is three names Amr Abilah, Amr Rishlakish. The second is two names, and the third one's only one name, so it's three to one. It's Poiches Vahilach, the Simonich. And if you want to remember which is the three names, which is the two names, which is the one name, Ktanim Kisfu Bizbizu. The Ktanim, the children, they wrote to Bizbizu and they wasted. Right, The first was the Allah regarding supporting your children that are Ktanim. The second was a Kaisif Kalm Lechasov, then Mechuyev to support him. And the third one is Bizbizu, Amavazviz, Ayavazviz, Yosemichemish. Fourth Takana Susha, Om Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak said, a person should be megalgal with his son until he turns 12 years old. Rashi says that a father who's trying to get his child to learn, so until he turns 12, he should be nice. He should talk to him. Even with your sons. That 
That's the way you're supposed to do it until he turns 12. Once he turns 12, then already you do it old school. What does that mean? So Rashi says, Number one, right, you take your belt off, you do it with a whip, and you start depriving him from food. Is that true? If a child comes to you to learn Torah and he's less than six years old, don't be makabal. I mean, he's too young to learn. If he's already six, then you should take him. And you should stuck the Torah down his mouth literally the way people stuff a, an ox so what does it sound like it sounds like you're supposed to do whatever you need to do in order to get him to learn Torah right Safi Lake Keturah doesn't sound like it sounds like the Sagi of Bnei Yisrael. That's certainly what it sounds like. So, the Gemara, you're telling me that you're not Yeridim Elchayev until 12. Here you see you do it right away. So, the Gemara says, no, it's not a steer. In Safile Keturoi, you feed him a lot of Torah, but it doesn't mean you slap him in the event that he doesn't know the answer. That's not something you do until after 12 years old. Or you could say, like, Kasha, Hole Mikro, Hole Mishnah. It could be there's a difference between Mikro and Mishnah. When we say 12, that's for Mishnah. When we say 6, that's for Mikro. I heard from my mother, when a child turns six years old, that's the age from to start learning Mikra. When he turns 10, when he turns 13 years old, that's when he has to start fasting, a full fast. And a girl, it's about Tracer when she turns 12 years old. I'll tell you another thing I heard from my mother. Someone that turned six, that was bitten by a scorpion. By the day he turned six, he's not going to be able to live. So, someone in the sixth year of his life, that's bitten by a scorpion is not going to make it till the age of six. Meaning the child is going to die. My say, is there any remedy? The answer is yeah. Meaning the child's only going to die if you don't do anything. But if you are metapa with refuah, then the child can be okay. So what are you supposed to do? So the Gemara says, You take the bile of a white daya, that's some sort of bird. Rashi says, vulture balaz, I think. You mix it together with beer. Neshafya, you smear it on the child, and then you give the child to drink it, and that's how this child's going to have a refuah. A child that's within the first year of its life, the Tarek Lezibur, that was bitten by a, a bee. On the day that the child turns one year old, it's not going to be able to live anymore. So what are you supposed to do? You take the best of a palm tree, you mix it with water, you smear it on the child, and you give it to the child to drink. Someone that teaches Torah to his child when he's less than six years old, you're going to be running after him to try to make him better, to give him a refuah, but you're going to be unsuccessful, meaning it's dangerous, literally, Rashi says. Not just dangerous, to teach Torah to a child that's less than six years old. I think you get a little bit of a sense of what it was like once upon a time when they taught Torah, that it's Nakonus Nafashis, literally, to teach Torah to a child that's that young. But either way, if somebody teaches Torah to a child that's that young, Ratz Achrav, you're going to be trying to, try to heal this child of Enemagi. Some say, Some say, no. Rav Katina meant just the opposite. You know what he meant? He meant that if you teach Torah to a child when he's so young, this child is going to be such a bomb when he's older that his friends are going to be chasing him to catch up to him and learning. And the Gemara says, they're actually both true. Both versions of Rav Katina are Emes. Maybe pun intended, Rav Katina. And that is, Cholish, he's going to be weak, the gummer, but he's also going to be very learned. So this child is going to be shvach. But at the same time, this child is going to be very learned. Maybe also a Kanechen Torah Mateshes That if a person learns at a very young age, he's going to knack. But at the same time, he's going to be weak. Chalush V'gomer. Torah Mateshes. Some say, It could be they're both true, but not for the same child. Not pshat. They're both true. The same exact child is going to be a Chalush V'gomer. But they're both true, meaning, depending on the child. For one child, a weaker child, it's not good. That child's going to end up being a Chalush. The child that's up to it, that can handle it, that child is going to be a bar. Either way, so we had a whole bunch of halachas just now related to the fourth of the Takana Susha that talk about children teaching Torah to children and different ages and how they impact. 
the number that's featured very prominently is the number six, something that we're not going to talk about today, but maybe in tomorrow's raid. But if you just look, just in Pashup Shat in the Gemara, even on a Dafyoimi level, there's a Machoikis Rashi and Toysvis, all these ages. So, for example, when a child turns six, does it mean when he turns six, or does it mean when he's in the sixth year of his life? Right? When a child turns six, it means he's already lived six years. You have your first birthday after you've lived a year. So you have your sixth birthday after you've lived six years. That means if someone is six, he's in the seventh year of his life. So when we talk about a barshist, do we mean he's what we would refer to as six, which means he's in the seventh year of his life? Or it doesn't mean what we would refer to as five, which means that the child is in the sixth year of his life. Rashi says that it's mashma a little bit that the barashis is in the sixth year of his life. The barash is in the tenth year of his life. You know why? Because the, one of the things that Abayu said in the name of his mother was, Rashi says, you needed Abayu's mother to tell you that when a boy turns 13 years old, he has to fast me'eslays. And when a girl turns 12, she has to fast me'eslays. He's a bar mitzvah and she's a bas mitzvah. Everyone knows the halacha. Elamai says Rashi, what does bar tleser mean? Not that he's 13, he's 12. He's in the 13th year of his life. Not that she's 12, she's 11. She's just in the 12th year of her life. So Rashi says, that line is throwing me for a loop a little bit. Tyson quotes Rashi. Tyson maybe is chaylik with Rashi. Sayin Shem, a little bit of a shmuz. Maybe it varies depending on which one of the halachas that we're referring to. One other interesting thing that's worth mentioning, and that is in the spirit of hafachba v'hafachba, and the spirit of the nuances which give so much color to the rest of the story. So we have here a, a real chinuch gemara, right? What age you should teach children Torah, what age you shouldn't, how you're supposed to teach them. There's a little bit of old school in the gemara. But it began with Omale Rav Rav Shmuel Rav told this over to Rav Shmuel Not for now, but there's many, many gemaras in Shas where it's mavur. Two things. Number one, that Rav had a very, very close friend, Rav Shmuel Very, very close. Number two, that Rav Shmuel Marshelas was a Malamed Tenoikis. He was someone that used to teach Kindalach and Cheder. That's who Rav Shmuel Marshelas was. And Rav had an incredible Erech for Rav Shmuel Marshelas. How incredible? The Gemara says in Shabbos Kufnon Gimel Aleph. it's a well-known Gemara, something that is very often mentioned in a Hespid, that Rav told Rav Shmuel Marshelas, Achim Behespeda the Hasim Koimna. He says, give me a Varma Hespid, because I'm going to be lying there in the coffin at the time that you're being Maspid, and you should know I'm going to be there and I'm going to be listening, that's the Pashib Shat, and therefore give me a Varma Hespid. So Rav asked Rav Shmuel Marshelas to be Maspid, and it gives you an idea of who Rav Shmuel Marshelas was. But what did he do for Parnasa? What was his greatness? He was a Malamitinoikis, Rashi, Malamitinoikis Oya. And there's many, many Gemaras that bring out this point. One such Gemara is a Gemara in Baba Basra, Tafches Amebez. The Gemara says, Umatstike Harabim Kikoychavim Loilam Void. It's a post. It says the Gemara, who are these Matzike Arabim that are like the stars? Elam Alamde Tinoikis. That the Malamde Tinoikis, Kigoy man, who's an example of such a person? Amar Rav, Rav said, Kigoy Rav Shmuel Barshelas. It's like Rav Shmuel Barshelas. And the Gemara tells a story with Rav and Rav Shmuel Barshelas, but that's one of many, many Gemaras. The Ben Yoyada. And that Gemara in Bava Basra, Tafches Amadei says that why is it that the Malamde Tinoikis that compare to the Kaychavim? So he says something beautiful. He says, He says, because if you look up in the sky, you see Kaychavim, but the Kaychavim look small. Certainly smaller than the sun and smaller than the moon. But the truth is, says the Benishchai, about the MS in Gedolim Yoser, they're really, really much bigger. Elo Kimachmas Goyvon, because they're so far away and they're so much bigger than this world. Nirim Ktanim, it's for that reason they look small. So the Ben Eshchai says, "V'chein zeh malamit tinoikis, shehu malamit Aleph Beis Gimel Dalit, unekudos, fetaimim, umikra, who ain't a nechshav kol kach be'ene abrios." Sometimes he's not considered be'ene abrios. With the same esteem that a, a Rosh Hashiva, let's say, is. But he says the MS is his Milo and his Hashivas is incredible. Number one, he's teaching Torah 
Kaira to Tinoik Shabbos Rabbam, who are Hevel Shame by Chet. We know Eino Eilam Eskayim, Elabishvil Hevel Piam Shat Tinoik Shabbos Rabbam. Not just that, Vuhum Melamid Horesh Neshala Torah. And he's the first person to teach these children Torah. Vuhalat Melamid Nilodim Kitanim Biyoser, Malosig Doyle Yoser. And really, a person that teaches Torah, the younger the person that you're teaching the Torah to, the greater the mile is going to be. So says the Ben Eshchai that you want to understand what this Moshal is. What's this idea that a person that teaches Torah, the Malami Tinoikis, is like the Koychavim? He's like the Koychavim. He's like the Matzdike Arabim. Because just like the Koychavim, we know are so big, yet sometimes, Dafka, because of their greatness, we don't appreciate how big they are. That's the Moshal that the Gemara gave for the Malamde Tinoikis. Either way, Zok the Gemara Vaita. Moving along to the fifth. Of the Takonas Ush, Amrab Yes Rebchanino, Rabbi Yosri Rebchanino said, Usha Skino, and Usha de Meda Takono, that Usha Shamacho, Benechsem, Miluk, Bechaye Bailo, so not for now, but one of the themes of the latter part of the Masechta, as we mentioned so many times, is going to be the concept of the Nechsem Miluk. So we know Nechsem Miluk is a Nechasim that a woman brings into a marriage with Allah is that she owns the principal, she owns the Karen. However, her husband is the one that is Zoycha in all the payroys of the Nechsem Miluk. So Rabbi Yes Rebchanino said that in Usha de Meda that if a woman sells the Nechsemelog during the lifetime of her husband, so the husband owns the payers, right? And then she dies. The husband has an ability to take the karka away from the Lakuchas. So this is a chiddush. A woman has Nechsemelog. She owns the underlying asset. He owns the income that the asset generates. He owns the payers. She owns the actual field. She sold the field. And then she died. The husband can go to the Lekeach and he can take the field away. Why is it a Chiddush? Because even though she's limited, maybe, in terms of what she could sell during her lifetime, that's because she's married. And right now, the husband, as one of the schusim of his marriage, owns the Paris Nachsam But she died. So if she died, at this point, she doesn't really own anything. So if she doesn't own anything, so why is the that about Meitzimiyad al-Kuchos? The Takana Susha was that he can. The Geder, not for today, of the Takana Susha was that we look at him as a Lekeach Rishon. We saw this already in yesterday's da'af. That the husband, Schos and Nechzimalug, from Chazal's perspective, was because we look at him as if he actually bought the Nechzimalug. He's the Lekeach Rishon who's always able to be Moitzi from the Lekeach Sheni. That was the fifth of the Takonas Usha. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael, Not shocking. Rabbi told him, Amar, the Shemite of the Usha. Who is the one that said over the Salach? Rabbi told him, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Chanino. It's Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Chanino. So he didn't ask him about the Lumdis of the Takana. He partially wanted to know who is the author? Who's the Tana that said over this Takonas Usha? He told him, it's Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Chanino. And then he hazarded over 40 times. And it was so clear to him as if it was literally inside his pocket. What's the muscle of the Domele Kamanda Manchale Bekiste? I am the Maram Shif and this Gemara, or I am the related Raybites. The Pasik says, Ashrei. Shomrei Mishpat, Oisit Stak Bechalais. Praise is a person that's a Shomrei Mishpat and he does Stak all the time. How can you always do Stak? How's that possible? Not in Usha, but in Yavna. They darshan. Some say it wasn't Rabbi Sein Usha, but Yavna, but rather it was Rabbi Liazer. Zazan, Bonavub Noisam Shenktanim. It's talking about someone that supports Bonavub Noisam Shenktanim. That person is Oisit Stak Bechalais. Rashi says that this Gemara is really behemshech to yesterday's daf. Because in yesterday's daf, we saw that a father really is not obligated to support Bonu Vubnois of King Sheng Tanim. If he's not obligated to do it, and he does it anyways, so it comes out that he's doing a mitzvah. It's really tzedakah. So really, that's the, the understanding of this halacha. That being that a person is not obligated to support Bonu Vubnois of Sheng Tanim, if you do it, you're an oisit tzedakah b'chalais. Rashmur Rashmur says, It's referring to somebody that raises a Yasim Yasim in his house, Umasion, and he marries them off. The Pasik says, Hoin the Oisher Bevesoi, Vitzitkasoi Oimedis Load. Hoin the Oisher Bevesoi. A person is an Oisher, he's going to give tzedakah, this is the way the Gemara is going to understand it, but he's going to be able to retain his wealth. So ordinarily, you would think if a person has wealth, he gives Sadaka, he's going to lose some of that wealth. His Hoin and his Oisher are going to remain Bebesai. 
However, if it's a kosei medeslat, still he's going to be doing tzaksa. How's that possible? Right? L'chur, it's a contradiction. It's an oxymoron. Says the Gemara, Rafun Rav Chiz. It was Machlech Rafun Rav Chiz. Achadam, one says, It's referring to someone that learns Torah and then he teaches Torah. So if somebody teaches Torah, he's doing tzedakah. The Torah is chesed al-lashayna, is a malam Torah. But when someone teaches Torah, he doesn't lose anything. And because he doesn't lose anything, so he's a hoin v'oysher v'vei. So he keeps his hoin and his oysher, yet he's doing chesed. It's kosei medeslat. Achadam, the other said, it's talking about somebody that writes and he lends them to other people. So this person is doing stocker by lending, but he's not losing anything. Why? Because he's just lending. Ultimately, he's going to get it back. And as a result, it's not considered a loss. If a person's sons have sons, Shalom Yisrael. Then the Shalom Yisrael. Meaning, if a person's children have children, then you don't have to worry about anything. It's not sons, Dafka. And the reason is, it's because you're not going to come. Meaning, if a person dies and has no children, it's Chalitza V'yibom. What if a person's child, Rahman al-Islam, dies, who was married and had no children? So again, this is going to be Chalitza V'yibom. But if this Bonam Levanech, if you have three daughters, so you're not going to have to worry about Chalitza V'yibom. Not with your children, and not with your grandchildren either. And that's why it's Urei Vonam Levanech, Shalom HaYisrael. Shumar Achmeni Amar, he said it's referring to someone that has sons literally. Kivan Shabonam Levanech, Shalom HaDayani Yisrael, Dayasi L'Nsuye. And that's because when it comes to Yonah Yerusha, if a person has sons, it's easy. The son's Yarshim. If he doesn't have sons, apparently it becomes a little more complicated. So if someone has Bonam Levanech, at that point you don't have to worry about fighting of Mikarim V'Kaidim L'Nachlo. And as a result, it's going to be Shalom HaYisrael. Incidentally, so the Gemara said that when there's no Yibum V'Chalitza, there's Shalom HaYisrael. Meaning, if there is going to be Chalitza V'Yibum, could be it's Asil and Suye. Why? So the Marsha and Chedush HaGadah says, right here on this Gemara, he says, I'll tell you two reasons. Number one, we know the Ikar Mitzvah was Yibum. And Yavam HaYavayalah, the Gemara says, Balkarcha. So that uh, Yobam, that wants to do Yibam, even if she doesn't want to do Yibam, he can force him to do Yibam. You could see how that might lead into a fight. Chalitza. Let's say they decide to do Chalitza. They're going that route. What's Chalitza? Fiyarka of Right? It's, the whole concept is she's being him. So that too, you can see, can lead Lidei and Suye. So by being able to prevent Yibam and Chalitza, you could prevent this fight. The Marsha says it right here in Ksubis he also says it at the very, very end of Masechtas Yavamas. So we know Masechtas Yavamas is one of four Masechtas that conclude with the line, Talmidei Chachamim Marbim Shalom Ba'olam. And the Marsha speaks out why the four Masechtas that end with that line end with that line. So when the Marsha is discussing Yavamas, she says, why does Yavamas end with Talmidei Chachamim Marbim Shalom Ba'olam? So he has an arichos. But one of the things he says is, is because Yavamas is something that can lead the Nitzuyeh. It's a before Shagamara. Ksubis so we didn't see this really in Masechtas Yuvamas, but it's a Gemara right here in Ksubas Tafnun that somehow Yuvamas can lead to a fight, and that end that gives a nice knech, a nice nekuda to why this Masechtas Yuvamas ends with Talmidei Chachamim Marbim Shalom Ba'Elam. Either way, Amid Beis is going to return a little bit to our regular program. It's actually a very very light Amid. It's going to go back to the Mishnah. So what was the medrash? Let's chaser this over really, really quickly. Rabbi Lozman Azari said that a father does not have an obligation to support his daughter. What about son? That was a whole discussion in the Gemara. How did he know it? It was a drosha. Not from a posik, but rather from the ksuba. Medrash ksuba. Because it says in the ksuba, it's juxtaposed idea of ksubas benin dechrin. And the fact that when a man dies, the son's yarshim, but the girls need to be supported. So he said, just like ksubas benin dechrin is la'achamisa, so too the fact that the girls get supported is only Lachamisa. So father, while he's alive, doesn't have to support his daughters. But once a father dies, at that point, it's then that they're going to be supported. Quickly, what's Ksubas Bendichrin? Because it's going to come up now briefly in the daf again. Ksubas Bendichrin is, is that if a woman brings an adunya into her marriage, so she owns it. But when she, and if she dies, the husband yarshins it. What happens when the husband dies? His son's yarshin. In the event that he has sons from two different Wives, so the Allah is any nechassin that he yarshind from his wife are going to go to the sons that he had 
from that wife. It's a chiddish, but they rice it shouldn't be that way. It's one of the Tanai Ksuba. It's what's known as Ksubas Dindech. Either way, Zoktigmar Yosef Rabbi Yosef made Rav Hamnuna. Rabbi Yosef was sitting in the presence of Rav Hamnuna. Yosef Rav Hamnuna v'kamar, and Rav Hamnuna was saying a drasha. He said the following: "Quote Kishem Sheina Bonim Yarshin Elamin Akarka." Just like boys only yarshin their fathers. If the father left over karka property, kach ina bonis nizainos Elamin Akarka. So two girls, when they're supported from their father's estate, they're only supported from karka. So the Gemara says that after Rav Hamnuna said. The whole world, meaning all the Chachamim that were present there, they all jumped on Rav Hamnuna and they said, Come again? They said, what? A man that dies, leaves over property, there's Yerusha? But if he leaves over Metalton, there's no Yerusha? Right, what did he say? How could that be? Only Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef was there. So he said, Maybe Rav Hamnuna wasn't talking about Bonim Yarshin, as in real Yerusha. Maybe he was referring to Ksubas ben Indichrin. And Rashi says a nice knech that just like Rabbi Lozben Azariah said in the Mishnah, that there's a juxtaposition, there's a hekish. We darshin the Ksuba and we compare and equate the Ksubas ben Indichrin and the Mizoinus of the Bonois. So, so too, that's what Rav Amnuna was saying. And he was saying that Ksubas ben Indichrin is only from Karka and so too Bonois are only Nizoinus. Min but the point was that the Ksubas bin Indichrin, that Chiddush, that when the man Yarshin the Nadunya, then he dies, it's the sons that he had from that wife that are going to get what he Yarshin, that's only for Yarshin Karka, but not if anything else. Incidentally, it's a long Rashi here. I and Shum, if you want to go through this a little bit better. On my lace, he told him back, Rav Anudu told Rav Yosef, Mar, the Gavir Rabu, Yodam, I come in. Ah, you're a Gavir Rabu, you know what I was talking about. Gvaldig, it's exactly what I meant. So on that note, the note of Rav Hamnuno. Kishem she'ina bonim yorshin elman akarka. Really, the second part. Kach ina bonos nizoynes elman akarka. He said that girls that get supported from the estate, they're only being supported men akarka. So the Gemara is going to discuss this now until the end of the daf. Am Rav Chiyah bar Yosef. Rav Chiyah bar Yosef said, Rav zon michite da'aliyah. So Rav Chiyah Yosef walks into this madrash and he said the following. He said, Rav, the great Amir Rav, zon, he supported girls. Mechite da'aliyah. From wheat of the aliyah. No one knew what Rabbi Chiba Yosef was talking about. So they sat down and they tried figuring out, like, we need more information. So Rav spoke Belash and Ketzara, but this is Rabbi Chiba Yosef who's speaking Belash and Ketzara about something that Rav had done, and it was a big mystery. So the Bnei Shiva came up with two Mahalchem, maybe, in terms of what Rav meant. So they said as follows, Maybe what was happening was Rav was providing Parnosa to the girls. So what's the Salach of Parnassah? Another idea that we're going to become more familiar with in the latter part of the Masechta, and that is one of the Tanaik Suba are, that if a man dies, says son's Yarshin, right? We know that, the girls don't Yarshin. But the rest of the story is that as much as they don't Yarshin, they have to be well taken care of. In fact, there's only enough money for the girls to be taken care of, for the sons to Yarshin, the girls get taken care of. But the point is, one of the things that the boys need to do is they have to provide an Adunya, for their sisters. If the father was alive, he would have given an adunya. So now the bonim have to provide an adunya to their sisters. What kind of an adunya do they have to provide? This is interesting. They sit down with a bezdin of sorts, and they try to understand what the father would have done. And based on what the father would have done, that's what the brothers are obligated to do. So the Bnei Yeshiva had it said that maybe that's what Rav had said. Maybe he was talking about zon bonois in the sense of parnaso. Umay aliyah, what did he mean? Rav zon mechite de aliyah. Aliyah means me'iluya da'av. Rashi says, vatranusoy shalav. Meaning, he figured out what the father would have done. And based on that, that was his p'sah. And if that's what Rav meant, then we have a makar that Rav held like Shmuel. Because Shmuel said this. The Amar Shmuel, Shmuel said, that when it comes to determining nedunya that the brothers are going to provide to their sisters, we assess based on what the father would have done. Meaning, we don't say we do what the brothers would do we do what the father would have done? Oh, you don't know. Maybe the Bnei Shira had another time. Maybe Bizoni Mamish. Rav's son Mechitah Daliyah means literally he supported these girls. Meaning the man had died, the sons Yarshin, they need to be supported. Okay, my Aliyah. So then what does it mean? Rav's son Mechitah Daliyah. Midvarim Toivim Shenemru Baliyah. It means he paskin like the, the good halachas, the Dvarim Toivim that was said over in an attic. So the word Aliyah doesn't mean the Vatra Nusai, but it means Aliyah. Completely different definition of the word Aliyah and a completely different halacha. So what was said 
in the Aliyah, the Amrav Yitzchak Bar Yosef, Bar Aliyah, his skin, the Meda Takara in the Aliyah, she bonus, ni zoinus, menamataltlen. The bonus should be supported, menamataltlen. Not like Rav Ram Nuna said. He said, in a bonus, ni zoinus, alamanakarko. In the Aliyah, they said, bonus, ni zoinus, menamataltlen. So says the Gemara, it was a Suffolk. They weren't sure where Rav held. And really, it's a Suffolk, what the, then the Halach is, because we're starting to go with Rav Ham Nuna, who said, in a bonus, ni zoinus, alamanakarko. We just mentioned Rav Yitzchak Bar Yosef, who said, Baliyah, his skin, ushiu bonus, ni zoinus, menamataltlen. Rav was on and we even have a tzad that that's what Rav meant. Chiti Dalia, he held like Rav Yitzchak by Yosef, who said in the Aliyah there was a takana that the bonus on his own is Menamataltan. So, really, what's the shaila? The shaila is a little bit of drama, but the shaila is our bonus in his own or only Menakaka Toshma. Beyodit Rabinoi, Achud Rabchibarava, have a Metaltan the Asmi. Rabbanoi, who was Rabchibarava's brother, he was the Apatropis. He was holding on to Metaltan that belonged to the Yusaimim. Also, the Kamidir Shmuel. And they all went to Shmuel. The Yisoyimim, the Apetropis, Amrav lay, and Shmuel told him, Zilzoyim, told him, go support the, the Bonois from the Metaltlin that you're holding. So the Mar says, my love, he probably, he meant support them. And if that's the case, you have a riot that Shmuel held like Rabbi Yitzchak by Yosef, that the Bonois on the Zoynus, even from Metaltlin, the Mar says, Loi, Hosan le Parnosa avoy. It was Parnosa, but Shmuel le Tamei, Shmuel's le Shitosi, the Amar Shmuel, le Parnosa, Shom and Ba'av, that he's supposed to make a Shumo, he's supposed to assess based on what the father would have done. But either way, that's what we were handling. They were handling the Parnosa, they weren't handling there was uh, just to speak out Shmuel Tame. what does the Gemara mean Shmuel Tame? that being that Shmuel holds that the way you provide Parnas is based on what the father would have done it's for that reason the Gemara holds that it's Mestaber that it shouldn't make a difference if it's Karka or if it's Metaltalin so the only time we think that it should make a difference if it's Karka or if it's Metaltalin is the regular Mezoinus but as it relates to Parnasa, being that it's Shom and Ba'av there it shouldn't make a difference Ayn Rashi but either way it's for that reason the Gemara was Doichet the Gemara says it was a story in Arda Vedon Daini Din Arda and the Dayanim in Arda Paskin that you can support the Bonus even from Metaltalin but Pumpadis said there was a story in Pumpadis and gave it to the Bonois. Amadur Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman told all these people, he said, Zilu Ahadru, give back everything you took. And if you don't, I'm going to take away your house and I'm going to make you now go ahead and make them all. Meaning it's wrong. You're not allowed to be goiva metaltlin for the mezoinus of the bonus. Rav Ami Rav Asi, Sovel Amazing Metaltlin. Rav Ami Rav Asi, they both wanted to support the bonus from Metaltlin. Amadur Rav Yakub Aridi, Sum Yakub Aridi said, Milsad Rav Yechem and Shlokish, Lay Avdu Ba'uvda, Atun Avdu Ba'uvda, something that Rav Yechem and Shlokish would have never done, you're going to do. Rav Lazar, Sovel Amazing Metaltlin. Rav Lazar wanted to do the same thing. Amadur Fun of Rav Shim Ben Al Yokim. I know that what you're doing is not really the halacha. And you know that what you're doing is not really the halacha. What you're doing is you're being compassionate for these girls. I'm worried that Tamidim are going to see what you're doing. And they're going to be. Who does? Somebody came to Rabbi Yosef. And Rabbi Yosef told him. So there's such a shy that the bonus needed to be supported. There was no character. There was metalton seemingly. And he said, Go give them from the. The tomorrow from the dates that were on the mat. So Rav Yosef said this. So who commented? Only Abaya. Abaya said, Would you have given this metaltalin the dates to a Balchayv that was coming to collect money? No, right? It was a rhetorical question. What was Abaya's taina? Abaya's taina was that the Bonois claim as a toiveya, as a moitzi mechavera, is less than the Balchayv. So if you wouldn't have given the Bonois, you certainly can't give. Uh, if you went to give him the Balchayv, you certainly can't give the bonus. So Rav Yosef said, Abayi didn't understand me. The Chazi Labudi come in. I didn't mean literally the dates that were on the mat. I mean the ones that are ready to be cut. That are Chazi to be on the mat. So Abayi followed up. He said, Soif, Soif, So even though right now they're not cut, but they're, you're telling me that they're ready to be cut. And what's the rule? Anything that's oimit for something to happen, it's as if it happened already. Big machloikis and chas and different sugyis, but either way, Abaya told Rabbi Yosef, I think Talach is the Kaloim Logos Kagazos Dami. So based on that, that should be the way. Okay, so he told him back the Trichel Dikel Kamina. I don't mean that Mam is ready right now, they still need the Dekel a little bit, they're almost 100% ready. Either way, Rabbi Yosef was able to be Mefarish what he meant. One last Kamar. Who Yosem, Yosem, also came to Rav. There was Yosem and Yosem that came to Rav. Amadu Rav, Rav told them, Haluli Yosem, Bishvil Yosem. He said, Give extra. Mizoinois to the Yasim, so he should support his sister the Yasima. In other words, the Yasim of the Yasima, they were Ktanim. So ordinarily, if a man dies, children Yarshim, but if they're Ktanim, they're not old enough really to Yarshim. 
Medayraisa they are, but practically speaking, they're not. So Bezdin would be Mamana and Apatropis, and the Apatropis has to take care of things. So the Apatropis was taking care of the boys, taking care of the girls. So Rabbah said, give the boys a little bit extra, so they should take care of the, the girls as well. Now the truth is, the boys and the girls in this case are not on the same level, because the boys are coming Betairus Yarshim, and the girls are coming Betairus being supported. Yerusha is even Menametaltalin, like the Gemara said in the beginning of the Sugya. As opposed to Bonois, that's a whole Shiloh whether they get from the Metaltalin. So what was Rava's Psak? He said, give the boys a little more and tell them to give a little to their sisters. I'm really Rabbanu the Rava. So Rabbanu told Rava, Aren't you the one that said that you only take from Karka, not Metaltalin, as it relates to the following Dinim? Bain Lemezoyni supporting these girls, Bain Luxuba as it relates to the laws of Ksuba, Bain Parnasa giving an Adonia. So how could you suddenly paskin that take a little bit extra for the Banois, the Heretz Metaltalin, you hold, you don't give to the Metaltalin. He said, Let's say the boys would have came to the Apatropos and they would say, we need a Shifcha to take care of us. Okay, so the Apatropos would provide it. Not only that, if they would say, we're going to have to give the shifcha lunch, they would provide it. The sisters like got her from a shifcha. Because the sister's probably taking care of her brothers. And as a result, and as a result, so she's like got her from a shifcha. So Rav said that there's two reasons, albeit shtickle reasons, why she should be able to get. Number one, she's not worse than the shifcha. Number two, at the end of the day, now it's true, I hold metalton's different, but between the two, it's definitely going to be okay. And we are going to stop here. So today's daf was really a continuation of yesterday's daf. Sayom et Aleph is a continuation of the Takana Zusha. And Sayom et Beis is a continuation of the regular program that we're learning right now. But for sure, amongst so many of the classic Gemaras in today's daf, the most famous is the opening line. And that is, Amr Rabbi Law, Rabbi Law said, Be'usha Eskinu. In Usha, they made a Takana that Hamavazvez, Al Yevazvez, Yosem Yichemish. So one Ha'ara related to this halacha. Rashi, on the Gemara says, Hamavazvez le'ani. So the halacha of Hamavazvez al Yevazvez Yosem Yechemish, says Rashi, is discussing the mitzvah of tzedakah. So there's a mitzvah of tzedakah with a, a sub-mitzvah of meiser. Said Rabbi La, that Hamavazvez al Yevazvez Yosem Yechemish. There's an iser for a person to give more than chemish of his nechassim now there's also a mitzvah lechatchila, as we mentioned during the daf, to give up to a chaymish. But we're not focusing on the mitzvah, we're focusing on the iser. You're not allowed to cross that line. Hamavazvez, al yevazvez, Now from reading Rashi, it sound like that this halacha could be is only a halacha with regards to the mitzvah of tzedakah. But as it relates to all other mitzvahs, if a person wants to do a mitzvah, and he's going to do it in a way where he's going to have to spend more than 20% of his net worth in order to fulfill this mitzvah, it sounds like that could be something you're allowed to do. Stating that, if you look in the poiskim, it's very, very clear that this halacha of hamavazviz, ayavazviz, yoysim is not exclusive to tzedakah, but it's true for all mitzvahs, just one Marimakim. In Hilchas Lulov, in Simon Tafresh Nun Vav Sivkat Aleph, the Ramah says, Umisha Inlay Esrik. If somebody doesn't own an Esrik, Oishar Mitzvah Iveris. Or there's another Mitzvah where if you don't do it now, you're not going to be able to do it. But you don't really have that much money. Do I do the Mitzvah or do I not do the Mitzvah? Says the Ramah, Ain't Sarech Levazves Oleo Hoin Rav. You don't have to expand a hoin rav in order to do the mitzvah, like Chazal already said, even if it's a mitzvah that if you don't do it today, you won't be able to do it tomorrow. But either way, the Ramah, in Hilchis Lulav, in Simitav Reish Nun Vav, he brings the halacha of and this is very, very poshit, that the halacha of Hamavazvez is not only true as it relates to the mitzvah of tzedakah, but it's true for all mitzvahs aseh. The Ramah continues, not for today, and says that it's only true for mitzvah saseh, it's not true for mitzvah loish saseh. But as it relates to mitzvah saseh, it doesn't matter what the mitzvah is, l'chura, hamavazvez, al yavazvez, yoysem yichaymesh. There's a, a tremendous Talmud Chacham, a goyen agadol that lives in Eretz Yisrael. His name is Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer Shlita. He's a ben achaben from the Kaf Chaim. And he's written dozens and dozens of svarim. He's a, a Sinai 
Ve'oiker harem, all wrapped in one. Ve'toichan on zebezeh. I actually had the schus recently to to visit him, and he wrote two svarim on mesachtes ksubas. One sefer is called Oitzar Yeshecha. And the other sefer is called Tiranin Lushoyni. So in Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Sofer, Sefer, Oitzna Yeshecha, Mesechtes Ksubis, and this is in Simen Chav Dalet. So he has an arichos with regards to this Indian of Hamavazviz al Yavazviz Yosem Yichaymish. And he begins by asking a kasha from two midrashim, two beautiful midrashim, I think both Kedai to see inside. The first is in Medrashir Ashirin, it's in Parsha Ches, it's Sivkot and Zayin. The Medrash tells a story about the great Rabbi Yochanan, the Amoira. Rabbi Yochanan had a metayel, the solik mitver litzipayr. Rabbi Yochanan was once strolling, literally, but he was traveling from Tveria to Tzipayr. The Haber Rabchim bar Rabbi Samachle. And his famous Talmud Rabchim bar Rabbi, he was going together with him. Motun chad beis chaklo, as they were walking together, so they passed the field. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabbi Yochanan turns to Rabchim bar Rabbi, he says, Hadein beis chaklo, you know, I used to own this field. Vizabinte, but I sold it. Begin Mile by Raisa, because I want to be able to learn Torah. Motin Chadbeis Karen. They continued walking and they passed the vineyard. The Om Rabbi Yochanan, Yochanan again turned to his Talmud Rabbi Barabba and he said, You see that Karen, that vineyard? Hadam Beis Karen, did he have her? I sold it. Vizabinte, begin Mile by Raisa, because I wanted to learn Torah. I needed money. So at the time, I had no choice. I had to liquidate my assets. So I sold it. Motin Chadbeis Zesa. Then they passed uh, an olive field. The Omar, and again, he said, Kemoy came, the same exact thing. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Barabba didn't realize Rabbi Yochanan was once sitting on such a portfolio and he had all these nechassim so he started to cry sorry Rabbi Barabba Bachi Omalais Rabbi Yechon turned to Rabbi Barabba and said Mat Bachi he said why are you crying Omalais he told him Bachi Anod Leishavkis Lesibusech Klum because you had once upon a time so much and I have nothing now you're already an older person and I know you, Rabbi Yechon. You don't have any money. So I'm poshit like bizarre that you once had all this and now you're left with nothing. Oh, my way. So Rabbi Yechon said, He says, My entire Talmud, my son, You're crying about what I did? It's light in your eyes. You know what I did? I sold something that the Ebishter created in six days. And you know what I bought instead with that money? Which was created, so to speak, it was given in 40 days. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan passed away. The door of Rabbi Yochanan, they said, quote, that the Pasuk says if a person would give away because of Ahavas HaTorah. You know that's referring to? It's referring to Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan loved the Torah so much that he gave away He was once a Gvir, he was a Seicher, and he gave it all away so that he should be able to learn Torah. But then they said, They said, unfortunately, if a person does that, you know how the people are going to react? They're going to laugh at him. They're going to mock him. Rabbi Yochanan's old Talmud was crying over what Rabbi Yochanan did. So the door said when Rabbi Yochanan passed away, A beautiful medrash, a fascinating medrash. Incidentally, we have to digress for one second. Can't learn this medrash without digressing. So I want to ask you a question. When was Rabbi Yochanan a soicher? When was he a businessman? Rabbi Yochanan was a businessman? When was he a businessman? It's Pashat. It's a Mufurusha Gemara. It's Gemara Mesechtes Tainis, Dav Chaf Aleph Amid Aleph. But this is an in-base medrash b'leichidish, I think. It's an oymik in a Gemara that we've talked about so many times. Right? Everyone knows the story. The Gemara says, Ulf and Rabbi Yechanan were learning together in yeshiva, and it was very, very difficult. They were struggling. It was very, very hard for them. So they decided they're going to go out and they're going to make parnasa. The Gemara says they left base medrash and they sat down to eat lunch and they were underneath a bridge and all of a sudden Rabbi Yochanan overhears two Malachi Asharis having a conversation. One Malach tells the other Malach that I think we should knock down this wall or bridge. Why? Because there are people here that just left Chaye Yoilam and they're replacing it with Chaye Shah. So the other Malach says, I hear what you're saying, but we can't do it. Because one of the two people here, Akaimele Shaita, he's going to end up being very, very great. He's going to be a Rosh Hashiva, and we have to spear him. This is not something we can do. So Rabbi Yechon overhears this conversation. So he turns to Ulf, he says, Ulf, did you hear anything? Ulf says, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hear anything. So Rabbi Yechon says, I must be the one. So Rabbi Yechon turns around, he goes back to base Medrash. Rabbi Yechon becomes a Rosh Hashiva. Ilf becomes Ilf, the Akdama to say from Ragol Sayyam. That Vora Matikin the Ain Kan Mekoy Mai
Lahareh. I think if you learn this Gemara a hundred times, all hundred times you're going to think that what happened was is Rabbi Yochanan and Ilfa left base Madrash. They left after first Seder. They were traveling for two hours. Then they sat down to eat a little bit of lunch. They pulled out the sandwich. And as they're about to break bread, all of a sudden, Rabbi Yochanan, here's what happens. He turned around. He was back in Yeshiva at the Chazashir night Seder. And that's the way I always understood the Gemara. But I think from this Medrash, you see, not that way. I actually think a lot of time might have lapsed between when Rabbi Yochanan Ilfa left this Medrash until Rabbi Yochanan returned. When did Rabbi Yochanan become such a soicher? I don't think it was when he was Rosh Hashiva. Then he would have been Ilfa. It sounds like Fakert. That was the Madriga of Rabbi Yochanan, that he gave it all away. It sounds like Rabbi Yochanan and Ilfa left base Madrash. They went out and they were both Matzliach. Ilfa remained a Seucher. And Rabbi Yochanan went back to base Madrash. Sounds like a Chiddush. But the MS is, a, it's a Mephur Shechsam Seifer. I think it's a Mephur Shechsam Seifer. There's a Gemara in the Sechtish Shabbos, Daf Yud Aleph Amir Aleph. The Gemara is discussing if a person's in the middle of learning Torah, and now all of a sudden it's Mantfilo, it's Mankriyashit. Do you stop learning Torah, or do you not stop, do you not stop learning Torah? So the Bryce says, Chaverim Shayo Oiskin Betayro, Chaverim that was sitting and learning Torah, Mavsikin Le Kriyashma. They're supposed to stop learning for Kriyashma, Abaveim Mavsikin Le Tfilo. Amr Rabbi Yoichan, Rabbi Yoichan, and said, Loishanu Elokugain, Rabbi Shem Be'yechad Bechaverim. This that the Bryce says, that you're not supposed to stop learning for Tfilo, that's someone like Rabbi Shem Be'yechad, Rabbi Shem Be'yechad Anu, people like us, Anu Mavsik in the Kriyashma. We're supposed to be Mavsik not only for Tfilah, for Kriyashma as well. So Rabbi Yochanan said, This price that we have, that if a person's in the middle of learning Torah, you don't stop learning to Davin, that's Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi, who was Tairosoy Umnosoy. But we are not Tairosoy Umnosoy, and because we're not Tairosoy Umnosoy, so we're not supposed to stop. So the Chsamsoy says, that it bothered him this Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan wasn't Tairasay Um Nasay. If Rabbi Yochanan wasn't Tairasay Um Nasay, who exactly is Tairasay Um Nasay? So he says a Dover Niflo. Listen to what he says. He says, Miu, I am Mesechtis Tainis Tafchaf Aleph Amir Aleph. Ilfiv Rabbi Yochanan Bechulu. Uba Isis Shah, Loyhaisa Tairasay Um Nasay. At that time, Itaku wasn't Tairasay Um Nasay. And I think that's the Pshad. And then the Chsam Soifer says, Loze Oirani Talmidi Amuflik. I heard this word from my Talmud Amuflik. So said the Chassam Soifer, one of my Talmidim said a beautiful shot. I think it's Emes. He said Rabbi Yochanan was Tairasa Yom yeah. But he wasn't always Tairasa Yom And this line of Kegoyin Anu is when he wasn't Tairasa Yom Now if the whole story was one Bein Astarim, so what's the Kegoyin Anu? It's clear this actually happened for a certain amount of time. And this Medrashir Hashirim Rab is the end of the story. I think it's Emes Lamitar. That you see that that story, very often we see stories in Tarish Abixar, Tarish Yeah, we feel like it happened in 12 seconds. Or if you learn it, Ian, it happened in a week. No, these things sometimes slept out for years. And it could be this also happened for a long time. Meaning Rabbi Yechon was Ilfa for a certain amount of time. But then he was But either way, what's have to do with our sugya? He says, I don't understand. Rabbi Yechon gave everything away. What happened to the Allah? So you tell me he did it to learn Torah. Torah is a mitzvah. It's all mitzvahs, as I state in Poiskin. How is this something that he was allowed to do? Another story. This is also a medrash. It's in Dvarim Rabbah. It's Parsha Dalid Ches. The medrash tells a story. Maisa, Barabliyezev, Rabbi Yeshua. Another beautiful medrash. So Barabliyezev, Rabbi Yeshua, they went to collect money for the Yungalite that was sitting and learning. That's what they were raising money for. So they went to Antuchia. There was a person there whose name was Abayudan. This Abayudan was once a very, very big bald stock and he used to give a lot of money for people that learned Torah. But unfortunately, somehow, Abayudan became an Araman. When Abayudan heard that Rabbi Yeshua, the two great Rabbonim were coming to collect money, so he went 
He hid himself. He went to his house. For a day, two days, he did not leave his house. Says his wife said, you're acting rather strangely. It's already two days that you didn't leave the house. Why are you not leaving the house? He was very honest with her. He said, The Rabbanim, they came to raise money for the Amele Torah, for the people that are in learning. You know, I always gave them, and now unfortunately, I don't have any money. I'm pushing embarrassed to go to the shok. So the Gemara says the Medrash, Ishtoi, his wife, as great as he was, she was even greater. She loved these mitzvahs. She said, Why do you feel you can't give any tzedakah? We have one field. No, why don't you sell half the field? You raise a few dollars and give it to Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shu. He went and he did what his wife told him to do. He sold half his field for five zohuvim. And he gave it to Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shu. And then he told them his spalulualai. He said, pray for me. His spalulualai they daven for him. They told him hamakim yemalu chesreinecha. The Eibushes should be memalu yechesarin, and one day you should be zoycha to be able to give stocker the way you used to always. Give. In the meantime, Hochelam Rabbi Sein, look at what's Malcolm Acher. Rabbi Lezer, be sure they left Antuchia and they went to raise money somewhere else. Oisa Abu Yudin, Chorish Bachatzi Sada. Abu Yudin, the next morning, he woke up, Fatugs, and he went to Taker, he went to be Chorish in his field. And as he's going through with his plow, he hits a little something, he feels something hard, he digs up, he sees a chest, and in the chest there were treasures. And he became aggressive that he had previously been in the meantime, Rabbi Yeshua came back, they told somebody, could you make us an appointment with Abba Yudin? You can't make this up. The man told him, it's easier to get an appointment with the president than it is with him. So this is where that expression comes from. Amruloi, so they told him, Ain't no mevaction, Elishalayeda, Shevarnukan, Velishan, Shlame, I saw the truth. We don't have to meet him. Just let him know we came by, we know you're busy, but you know, we, we shik a goose. Yod Abayudin, Abayudin heard that Relezi Bishua came back, Uva Etzlam. He ran to them, Venosalam Elev Zuhuvim, and he gave them a thousand Zuhuvim. Amalehem, he told them, Asad Filaschem Peris. said, Relezi Rabbi Yeshua, your Tfilas worked. Bar Hashem, it all worked out. He told them this story. Amruloi, they told him, Afa. He says, I want you to know, and I think the end of the story is also beautiful. He says, we have, we the head, when you came to us and you gave us five zahuvim, we understood the mysterious nefesh with which you gave the five zahuvim. And we put you on the top of the list of people that we felt we wanted to be makatoyf to, and the top of the list of people that we wanted to daven for you. Kavru, all of Rabbi Seinu, the Rabbi Seinu said on, this person, Abayudan Matan Oden Yarchiv Loi Vilafnei Gedolim Yanchena. Either way, another beautiful Medjish. Abafreik Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Seifer, the same Kasha. How was he allowed to do that? He was left with one field. He took the field, half of it he gave over to Mamisha campaign, to Rabbi Liez and Rabbi Yeshua. What happened to the halacha of Hamavazmez al Yavazmez Yosem Echaymesh? So we have Said the Medjish and Shirashi and Rabbi with the great Rabbi Yechanan. And then we have the Medjish here in Dvarim Rabbi with Rabbi Liez and Rabbi Yeshua and with the great Abba Yudan. And the question is, in both Medrashim, he seemed to have violated today's daf, the halacha of Hamavazmez al Yavazmez Yosem Echaymesh. So Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer said that you have to say, and L'chayritz Pashit, based on a Shita Mekubetzes that's mentioned in today's daf, right here in Ksubas Daf Nunam Aleph, and Chavetz Chaim brings it in a Sefer Ahavas Chesed, and that is, that although it's true, Amavazvez, La'anim, for the Mitzvah Tztoka, Al Yavazvez, Yosem Mechaymesh, and although it's true, like the Ramah says, that it's not only La'anim, but it's true for all Mitzvahs, but there's one Mitzvah that's excluded from this Halacha, and that's the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. And when we say that the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is excluded, it doesn't just mean that it's excluded if you want to learn Torah. It's also excluded if you want to be machzik Torah, like Abba Yudin, if you want to support learning. Rabbi Yochanan gave away all his money so he should be able to sit and learn. Abba Yudin gave away so that he should be able to be mekayim the mitzvah of achzokas Torah. But regardless, as it relates to the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, over there it's different. So as we mentioned, Chavetz Chaim brings us in as a Havas Chesed. The way he brings the Shittim HaKubetzes is actually interesting. His Lashen is that the Shittim HaKubetzes is, quote, Mitzadeid. Kilu, he has a suffix. He's not 100% sure. But mitz, 
Tzadik b'tsneif ashita mekubetzis that it could be when it comes to the mitzvah of achzakas atayro, it's going to be different. Now, why would Talmud Torah be different? So, as far as hergeshim go, you could think of many different hergeshim. Talmud Torah is not just a mitzvah. It is a mitzvah. And in Hilchas Mitzvah, there's a halacha of Amevazviz Ayuvazviz Yosemichaimish. But Talmud Torah is also life. It's Chayim in this world, and it's Chayim, of course, in the next world. It's Chayim Netzach. And just like everybody understands that there would be no halacha of Amevazviz Ayuvazviz Yosemichaimish if it comes to saving your life. Even for a I say you give away all your money. To save your life, of course, you would give away all your money. So, Kavachaymer, when it comes to Torah, which is the Leban Alein, you can understand, you can dehair why the halacha would be that a person's allowed to give it all away. And this has been the minig of Yidin throughout the generations. That Yidin were Moisin Nefesh in a way that violated the principle of Hamavazvez Ayavazvez Yosem Nichaymish. To be able to sin and learn and to be able to steig in learning. And it's based on this Shita Mekubetzes that Chofetz Chaim brings in his Snefer Havas Chesed that even though there's a halacha of Hamavazvez Ayavazvez Yosem Nichaymish, and it's true, not just for Tzok, like Rashi says, but it's true for all mitzvahs. But when it comes to the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, by the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, it's going to be different. One of the Mar Mekoymas that Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer brings is a Gemara that everybody knows. A Gemara Mesech Des Yuma, the Gemara says Hillel and the Gemara says Amr all about Hillel Azokin. They say regarding Hillel Azokin, Every single day Hillel would work and he would earn a trapic. It's not a lot of money. Half of it he would give to the Shemir Beis Medrash. And the other half he would support his family with. Although we all know the story, it was Erev Shabbos, it was blocking, it was snow. In his Lakute Alochis and Masachis Yuma on this Gemara Lam and Hayam and Beis, how was Hillel allowed to give everything away? Hillel gave everything away? Or he gave half of it away? What happened to the Aloch of Hamavaz was Ayavaz was Yosem Mechaimish? Say here too, let's stop, hit the pause button for one second. Hillel? What's the Kasha from Hillel? Hamavaz was Ayavaz was Yosem Mechaimish was Takonas Usha. Takonas Usha was something we spoke at in the introduction to the Dav, happened Noch the Churban. You don't have to be a history buff to know that Hillel Azakin lived about a hundred years. Hillel lived way before, right? There's already five generations past Hillel when it comes to Yavnen and Nochta Churban. So what's the cash on Hillel? How was Hillel was allowed to do it? In Usha they made a takono. Oh, but the terrorist is, if you look at Rabbi Kivagin, Gillian Ashas, Rabbi Kivagin, Argamorek, Subastaf Nunamad Aleph, Beushna Hiskinu. So there's a little circle on the word Beusha. Beushami Perik Aleph Tepe. This takana was always a halacha. They forgot it. This had always been a halacha. This was an alta halacha. This predated Usha. It was just brought back to life. I think that adds color to why the Gemara said, What's the makar? We do you have in the posik this concept of So we asked when we learned the daf. You're looking for a posik What do you mean? Why are you looking for a posik This is uh, the way it's supposed to be. It's a It's not based on a posik. The teretz is like Rabbi Kivega says, based on the Yerushalmi. So that would be the teretz. And Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer says he has a whole arichas in one of his other svarim that he holds the. Badly really was chaylik on this Yerushalmi, and that's why there's no mention of it in the Badly. He's not sure if the terrorists, but that's the Pashup Shad. The Pashup Shad is, is that even though I'm the Vazus was mitakona susho, but this takono was actually a little bit different. But either way, the cash is, what about Hillel? L'chayre Hillel, how is he allowed to give half of his nechassim away? When the Teretz says that the reason Hill was allowed to do it is because this was Talmud Torah. And when it comes to Talmud Torah, Talmud Torah is different. Talmud Torah has a life of its own. You know, we've mentioned over the years that Rabbi Akiva was Moise Nefesh to teach Torah Barabim. Right, there were different Tanoim that they were Moise Nefesh to teach Torah Barabim. And the whole exchange with Papas Ben Yehuda. And the cash is that how was Rabbi Kiva allowed to do it? The Romans made a decree in order to teach Torah Barabim. And Rabbi Akiva went and he taught Torah Barabim. 
one of the volumes in Berchashmul, right? There's raid on this. But the bottom line is that you see Talmud Torah sometimes defies a lot of these halachas as it relates to what it is that governs mitzvahs. And the reason is, like Rabbi Akiva told Papas Ben Yehuda in the Marshal and Masachtas Brachas, he says, Our life is Torah. And if we're not going to have Torah, we're not going to have life. So really, Torah is treated on some level with the Bakuach Nefesh Tigachaymer. Rabbi Akiva obviously making the Hirosha that he felt that he can violate the decree of the Romans, put his life at risk, literally, almost a suicide mission to teach Torah Barabim. Over here you find it on a practical halachic basis. It's true with regards to the mitzvah of Tzedakah. It's true with regards to all mitzvahs. There's one mitzvah that it's not true for. It's not true for the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. It's based on a shita mekubetzes that's brought in the havas chesed. The chavetz chayim and his lakuti alachis was mechiachit from the gemara in Yuma Lamed Hamid Beis with regards to Hillel who gave away half of what he had earned every single day to be able to learn Torah. And we have the Yaakov Chaim Soifers, the two beautiful Medrashim, the Medrash in Shirashirim with the great Rabbi Yochanan and the Medrash in Parshish Dvarim with Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yeshua. And it's really all based on the idea that Talmud Torah is a mitzvah, no question. Yeah, it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. But there's also the Heftzah of Torah, Kiyodua. And that's something that defies the laws that govern mitzvahs, and that's why when it comes to the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, and even the mitzvah of Hachzokah Satayra, there's no halacha of Hamavazvez, Al Yavazvez, Yaisim, Chemish. This is part one. For Hashem, tomorrow we're going to do part two.